Do y'all want to know what the problem is? Go ask. He said, what's the problem? Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And today is part six of actually a seven-part series entitled Miracle Money. And you can listen to the entire series on airjesus.com. Just go there and click series and you'll be able to see all of the sermons dealing with miracle money. Part one is sermon number 5421 called The Law of Stretching. And what God said about the law of stretching, they can tell how much they are stretching things by how much garbage they have. Part two, number 5423, the law of appreciation. With people, the longer they are blessed, the less they appreciate it. Part three, number 5424, the law of depreciation. All things in the material plane eventually rot. Part 4, number 5425, the law of expectation. That which you expect empowers what you get. And part 5, number 5426, the law of declaration. That which you speak with belief calls upon the angels. And remember, there are angels from both sides. And today is part 6, sermon number 5427. And today deals with the sixth law of miracle money called the law of utilization. And what God spoke about the law of utilization is this. It's not what you have that's important. It's what you use. It's not what you have that's important. It's what you use. You see, oftentimes we will focus more on what we don't have than what we have. If you listen to people, you will hear people constantly talking about what they don't have. Let me tell you something, people. There's not a thing you can do with something you don't have. Second point is this. God will not hold you responsible for using something that you don't have. He's only going to hold you responsible for using what you have. So, it's no need of us wasting time talking about what we don't have. You have got to use what you have. And if we can understand the law of utilization, it's one of those laws of miracle money that will change our financial situation and our entire situation in the world if we just use what we have. If we utilized what we have like we used a pig, we'd be all right. Now, now the pig is an unclean animal by biblical terms, but it's a good representation to, to illustrate a worldly principle. If we just use what we have like we used the pig, we would be all right. Because do you know man uses Everything on the pig but the oink. <laughs> Everything. I mean from the pig's snout. They eat pig snouts. From the tail. They eat pig tails. 
from the feet. They eat pig feet. I, I, I use a brush to brush my hair. But because I try to follow what God says about the clean and unclean things, I don't like to put pig bristle on my head. I just don't. I mean, it, it, they're, it's, they're good brushes, but I just don't like to use pig bristle for just a spiritual reason. I can barely find a hairbrush that's not boar bristle. They even use the hair off of the pig to make brushes. If you're playing football in the old days, it was played with a, with a pig skin. If we could learn to utilize the stuff in our life like you use the pig, they, they use the guts of the pig to make chitlins and, and they use the testicles to make mountain oysters. They use every part of the pig. So if we could just, they have pig brains, every part of the pig, an unclean thing man utilizes. So suppose we could utilize the clean talents and the clean abilities that God has given us like we utilize the pig. Can you imagine how powerful we would be? Einstein, who is often credited to being one of the most intelligent men who ever lived, he only used about 15 to 20 percent of his brain. The average person uses 10 percent of their mental capacity. Can you imagine what you would be like if you just used just 10 more percent of your brain? Turn to the person next and say, you're brilliant. You're brilliant. You're an absolute genius. God has endowed you with so much intelligence and so much brain power that the problem that many of us have is not that we don't have the brain. The problem is we are not utilizing the brain that God gave us. I'm going to read Matthew chapter 13, 10 to the 15th verse. And this deals with the purpose of parables. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away even that he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, Neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart. And should be converted and I should heal them. Now it is interesting that Jesus says that the people often don't have. And, and, and even that which they have that they'll lose. He said it, it's, they don't have it not because it's not around them. He says they, they don't have it because seeing they see not. And, and hearing they hear not. He said, look, the stuff is around them, but, but they can't see even though they are seeing. And, and they can't hear even though they're not hearing. He said, the stuff is there, they're just not utilizing it. And if you don't utilize it, that which you have 
will be taken away from you. And those who have to them, it shall be added unto you. Miracle money. Well, well, preacher, what has that got to do with miracle money? It's all around you. Now, I'm not talking about the kind of money. that There are two types of money, and I, and I like to think on the upper level of money. There's the lower level of miracle money that's manna. Manna fell from earth, from heaven, to those on earth, and it fed them. But come the next day, the manna had worms in it. They, they could never store up anything. They could never build up anything. They, they only had just enough, which was a miracle. See, the check in the mail that you weren't expecting is a miracle, but that's manna. I don't want my life, I don't want to live my life hoping that a mysterious check shows up in the mail. Now, that's a blessing if you need a mysterious check, and that's a level. But that's not where I want to be. There's another level of miracle money that is promised land level. But that level requires that you see something that's there. And that you hear something that's there, but you got to utilize it. We just finished reading a book for actually a pastoral class. And the book is called The Automatic Millionaire. And the book tells you how to become a millionaire using what he calls the latte factor. Let me tell you what the latte factor is. He was teaching a seminar. And he was telling the people, look, if you can just save five to ten dollars a day, and if you start when you're in your 20s, by the time you get ready to retire, you will be a millionaire. And the people were telling me, look, I can't save five to ten dollars. I just don't have five to ten dollars a day to spare. And there was a young lady sitting down on the front row and all of the people just say, we just don't have. Uh, look, I'm, my budget is up to the limit. I don't have five or ten. He picked out the one. And he said, OK, I want you to do this. Start with your day in the morning and tell me what you do. I want you to tell me everything that you spend from the time you get up to the time you go to bed. And she said, I just don't have, I don't have five or ten dollars to spare. He said, tell me everything that you spend. And she said, well, I get up. I take the bus to work. I, I have to spend my bus money. He said, okay. And I stop by Starbucks on the way and I get a latte. He said, how much is the latte? She said, 350. And then he said, is that all you get? Just a latte? She said, no, I get a muffin with my latte. He said, how much is the muffin? $1.75. And he said, you have already just spent $5 and a quarter on the latte and the muffin and you haven't even gotten to work yet. And he called it the latte factor that the people had the money all around them that would make them a millionaire if they just utilized it. So it wasn't that she did not have the money. She was not utilizing properly the money that she did have. I preached a sermon years ago dealing with a similar principle called the million dollar cell phone. And when you look at how much money we spend on cell phones, that if we just took our cell phone money bill, and started investing that, do you know you would be wealthy, wealthy? I mean, you would be a millionaire by the time you got ready. And see, people don't understand that that little bit builds up. But to him who hath, it shall be added unto. To him who hath not, even that which he hath will be taken from him. That There is a lady who works for our company. Her name is Janet Wallace. 
Now, we're in the midst of our annual trade show. That trade show ranks in the top two trade shows in the state. It is humongous. Janet Wallace is the manager of that trade show. She is a wealthy woman. And she's a wealthy woman not because of what the company pays her. Let me tell you why she's wealthy. She told me one day, she says, Nathaniel, I don't have three things. She says, number one, I don't have credit cards. I don't believe in debt. I don't believe in paying high interest. And when you have credit cards, the modern generation with credit cards, in the old days, we used to put stuff on layaway. You couldn't get it right then. But when you put it on layaway, when you got it out of layaway, it was paid for. Now you put it on a credit card with 21% interest and you go deeper and deeper. into. She said, number one, I have no credit cards. Some of you are right now, your miracle money will begin when you cut up your credit cards. Or at, at the very least, if you need one for emergency, you use the ice principle. You get a big boiler, fill it up with water, put your credit card in the middle of it, and put it in the freezer. And it's, and it's in the middle of that block of ice. If you have an emergency, you got to get it out, throw out that credit card, and, and that's, what, that's what it's called. So if you just got to keep one for emergency, you need to put it in a block of ice. She says, number one, I have no credit card. She says, number two, my testing, testing, testing. Oh, fell down. Okay. I was seeing something seriously powerful there. It knocked the mic down. And sometimes, you know, when the devil doesn't want you to hear something, he'll try to shut you up. So let me just repeat what she said. She said, I have no credit card. She says, number two, I have no cable TV. Cable television as an average is 50 to $75 a month. We have people who call here to church and they said, we need help with our rent. We saw you all on television and I called and we need, I'm saying to myself, you need help with your rent and you're paying a 50 to $75 a month cable bill. I said, first thing you need to do is turn us off. Because if you're paying 50 to 70, do you know how much if you could pay 50 to $75 a month for cable and you save that money up? Do you know how much money that would produce over a period of time? Plus it would help your mind because you don't need 500 channels of TV. She says, number two, I have no cable. She says, number three, I have no cell phone. Now this woman handles one of the largest trade shows in the state. She has employees who work under her. And she says, I have no cell phone. So when you take away her credit card interest, when you take away her cable bill, and when you take away her cell phone, and she says, I've been saving and investing. And, and she owns a lot of property. And she says, she said, Pastor Nathan, she said, I, she said, I got tenants who are months behind in their rent. And I call them up to ask about my rent on their cell phone. And they don't have sense enough to turn off their cell phone so they can pay their rent. Sometimes the law of utilization, if we utilize properly what is around us, we see but we don't see. We follow the crowd and the crowd will always be in debt. So if you follow what the crowd does, you're going to get what the crowd gets. It takes some wisdom 
to see beyond the crowd because all this stuff is popular. And see, none of our parents had this stuff. And sometimes we'll have, I mean, we'll have three to five hundred dollar cell phone bills. I mean, that's real. You'll have three to five hundred dollar cell phone bills. And, and this is the stat. The lower you go in economics, the higher cell phone use becomes. Poor folk have more cell phones than rich folk. Now, what's wrong with that? They don't have any business to be calling about. So what's wrong with that? See, sometimes it is the law of utilization. We take what money we have and put it into areas that are absolutely unprofitable. So when you begin to understand some things... And when you begin to be able to see some things, it'll make a difference. James was telling me the other day he was in the barbershop and he was listening to this man talk and he could tell the man had a lot of wisdom. And he asked the man, he was talking about some financial stuff and he asked him and he said, look, he said, with this economic situation, the way it is now, he said, I just want to ask you, what would you do if you had a million dollars cash? And the man looked at him and he said, I got a million dollars cash. And he began to just tell James how over the years, steady investing, steady putting away a little bit every week had built him up a nest egg to where he was sitting on more than a million dollars. It's not it's all around in the simple stuff. I, I really urge all of you to get the book, The Automatic Millionaire, and, and just read it and understand you pay God first, but you pay you second. I ask you. A while back to read The Richest Man in Babylon. It's similar principles, but the automatic millionaire tells you how to do it. The Richest Man in Babylon tells you what to do. The automatic millionaire tells you how to do it. Get the book. Read it. And see, that's some of the secrets of promised land miracle money, not manna miracle money. We got to move from manna miracle money, opening up the mailbox, hoping for a miracle check. Your miracle check will come when you start taking the check you got and taking a piece of it and start putting that away. That's where the miracle comes in. The mil- and you remember the old lady, the washer lady who donated over $100,000 to this university and she never made more than minimum wage. And she had several kids and people were asking her, how in the world did you save up over $100,000 off of this little money and support and all that? She said, the miracle of compound interest. See, the miracle is right in front of you, but you see not and you hear not. We're looking for a miracle money in the check. Some, some mysterious money done showed up. And the miracle, but you see not and we hear not. And this little old washerwoman said the miracle of compound interest. We don't use what we have. Health is one of our biggest assets. It's where your greatest material wealth will be just just in your health in terms of material stuff. Cars not worth anything if you're too sick to drive it. Let me tell you what God told me. In one of my commands, he told me, he said, I want you to work out six days a week, 30 minutes a day. And he said, if you follow this command, you will never be sick. Six days a week, at least 30 minutes a day. He said, if you follow this command, you will never be sick. Be sick. Now, I am in my 50s. He said, when you get 60, every new decade, you add 10 minutes. So at 60, I have to work out 40 minutes a day. At 70, 50 minutes a day. At 80, 60 minutes a day. At 90, an hour and 10 minutes. At 100, I got to do an hour and 20 minutes. 
But this is what God, he said, if you follow this command. And see, that's why often God's blessings and cursings, they're, they're if-thens. See, if I get sick, and if you all ever see me sick, what will you know? You know I didn't follow the command. So, see, he gave me the command, and, and all of the stuff is around me to be able to utilize it. I don't, I've got a, whole, I got a whole exercise room at home, but I don't need all that fancy equipment. All I need is a pair of tennis shoes. All you got to do is do jumping jacks. Do put, you can get your 30 minutes in any kind of way. All you need is a pair of tennis shoes. We have a fitness class here twice a week. It's absolutely free. All you got to do is show up. The problem is utilization of what you have. And, and this is the thing that I want to tell you that God spoke to me. He said, I will extend that promise to anyone in the presence of this sermon today. I said, Lord, what about the folk over the Internet? He said, if they're listening live, I will extend that promise to anyone in the presence of of this message today. So let me tell you what it is. If you work out six days a week, at least 30 minutes a day, you will never be sick. Now, that's that's so, so it's not from me straight from God. So, so now, now, see, the problem is not with God's promise. It never has been. The problem has never been. See, right now, that the problem is not with the pro- you know, when I follow that and get those six days in, I feel super but do y'all, do y'all want to know what the problem is? Go ask him. Say, what's the problem? The problem is me utilizing that which I have been given. I get lazy sometimes. I don't feel like it sometimes. I just don't want to do it. Have you ever had that? And, I, and other stuff gets in the way. I just don't want to do it. And I'll be honest with you. I have issues getting that six days a weekend because sometimes I just don't want to. I want to do something else than what God has told me. And that's the way many of you are. So that promise has now extended to you and anyone who's listening live over the Internet. And if you hear it later through air, Jesus it doesn't count to you. But, it, but if you follow it, it's still going to help. So if you follow it, test God in it and see. Test him. You got the time. Get up early in the morning. You got the time. It doesn't cost you enough. Test him and see. If you follow that, now if you're 50 or under, it's 30 minutes a day. If you're 60, you got to do 40 minutes. If you're 70, you got to do 50 minutes. It requires more and more and more to maintain the older you get. But the older you get, the more time you got. So that's not a problem. You all said that's not a problem. The older you get, the more time you get. When you hit 80, what else you got to do? And he didn't say what kind of exercise. If you want to go out and walk, that's fine. If you want to dance, that's fine. If you want to go out and do a marathon, that's you want to swim, you want to bicycle. He didn't say what kind of exercise. The key is you just have to do it. And he said, if you follow this command, you will never be sick. The problem is the law of utilization. The problem is me utilizing what God has given me. Even in relationship, do you, have you ever seen a husband or a wife with their lips worn off? Hmm. Do you know you could kiss your wife or your husband as much as you can and it would never wear your lips off? <laughs> the problem is we don't utilize. Some of you all just need to kiss your husband and wife a little bit. They won't wear their lips off. <laughs> so we have stuff that we're just not utilizing. That which God has given us. And God spoke two things in particular in these last couple of minutes. That if we would utilize better, it would change our lives. Simply our time and our emotions. 
You know, emotions is a gift that we have been given that we often don't utilize properly. Our time. No one in the world has any more time than you. Not one single millisecond or nanosecond. No one on earth, the president of the United States, does not have one more second per day than you do. Do you understand that? That's, that's a, see, if you can see in here, the president of the United States, the most powerful man in the world, does not have one more second per day than you do. So how are you using your time? How we utilize our time and how we utilize our emotions. Stop worrying and fretting and being angry and upset about all this stuff. All of this stuff is utilizing the love power that God has placed in you. And you just can't have anger and love in the same spot. So when you start utilizing your emotions and letting it fill with joy and peace and harmony and appreciation and all this, it, it, it will change. And you'll see some miracles happening in your world. The law of utilization, it's not that important what we have. It's what we use that makes the difference. So this day, make up your mind to start using that which God has granted you. The promise that he gave to me is now over every one of you sitting in the sanctuary. And if you follow it, I truly believe God will keep his word and you will never be sick. Do you know what it's like to never be sick? To, and, and people, when I stick on it, I'm never sick. I don't care if the temperature dropped it below zero and I go out in a t-shirt. I don't even get a cold. I don't even get a sniffle. If I ever get a sniffle, it's because I have deviated away from what God told me to do. Every single time. So I know it's true without question. He's now spread the promise to you. But the key is, you got to utilize what he's given you. You have to utilize it. You have to utilize it. You have to utilize it. We thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. Because, brother, you need the Word. Amen, amen, and amen, amen. That's, that's one of the strongest promises on an earthly realm that I have ever put forth. Matter of fact, it probably is the strongest. Because it was one of the things the disciples were set forth to do, is to heal the people. And healing is great. And it is the phase that we're in now, heal the people. But healing is great, but health is far better. It's far, it's far better to just feel good all of the time than to have to be raised up after some stuff. So you have your promise. And you have your instructions. But I'll tell you up front, it's not that easy. See, even the stuff Jesus told you to do, not that easy. That's the, matter of fact, it's not easy at all. The stuff Jesus told you to do is just, that stuff hard. Just no love your enemy. That stuff hard. That stuff's not easy. But when you do it, it brings such a blessing to you that it is beyond understanding. So that's just, that's just a base. And see, this is dealing with miracle money. And sometimes we, we get excited over the green. And my father used to say oftentimes that people will spend all of their health trying to get money. And then they get the money and have to spend all of their money trying to get their health back. So he, he's telling you now, if you just follow this, six days a week, minimum 30 minutes a day. If you're 50 and under, if you're older, you got to add 10 minutes for every decade. If you just follow that. Get out, walk, be in a wheelchair, roll it. 
you know, there's always an excuse. But I often said only two kind of people. Those who get it done and those who got an excuse why they didn't get it done. There's only two kinds of folk. And you have to make the decision of will you utilize what you have been given. Even, even, see, even the body amplifies that principle. Because if you lay up and don't use the body, your joints will go to aching. You get stiff. Your muscles get flabby. If you don't utilize it, see, in order to build a strong body, you have to utilize it. So it's the same thing with all the things in the spiritual world and the financial world. You got to utilize what you've been given. And when you utilize, and, and it would look like if you worked out that you would get, it would take from you, but it adds to you. To them who have, it shall be added unto you. To them who have not, even that which they have shall be taken from them. You have to make your choice today and decide. Are you going to use what God has given you or are you going to let it rot? That choice is purely up to you. I, I'm going to tell you people, I cannot monitor you. I can't force you because I have too many problems of my own trying to do it. I got a hard time battling trying to do what God has told me to do. I'll just be honest. I'm like Paul. I understand Paul real quick. I have a hard time, but when I do it, all the blessings are unmeasurable. They just really, nothing upsets me as long as I get my hour of prayer in every day. Nothing upsets me. As long as I get up in the morning at five, get my prayer in, all kind of stuff can happen. Nothing upsets me because I'm prayed up. But I miss my prayer two or three times, stuff goes to getting on my nerves. So if stuff is getting on your nerves, ask yourself, have you been praying? When you spend time with God, the less this stuff of the earth will matter to you. And there's a peace that flows over you. But you've got to be obedient to the stuff. So he's beginning just with the first promise. And maybe he'll send you some others. But, but there's no need of sending you more till you do that one. So you've got the promise. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's going to be easy. And listen, don't fall into the trap of discouragement because of temporary failure. What will happen sometimes we'll start out on something and you just, the first week you say, well, I'm going to do this pastor, I'm going to do this pastor. And that first week you do two days. And you say, oh my goodness, I just can't. I'm, and you throw your hands up and give up. Don't ever let a temporary failure define who you are in your future. I can tell you up front, and I don't mean to prophesy to you, this is just out of natural knowledge. You're going to mess up. For even those of you right now who made up your mind to do that, you're going to mess up because I mess up with it. But I get right back on track. I get right back on track. So you're going to mess up. Don't let it discourage you. Get back on track. And, and Do you know the blessing of how it is to live life in full, vibrant health? And not only do you not get sick, you don't fear sickness. You don't even fear sickness. You have people around you just hacking. You don't even, you don't even fear sickness because you know it's not coming on you. Now, I, I must admit, you know, we've been some situations where I've not been able to live up to that. See, Elijah and I went down to visit a man in the hospital and he had to, they had a sign on the door said, warning, highly infectious airborne disease and please put on a mask and all of that and see and I looked at her and he said 
Can I just have a whole suit to go over me? <laughs> so, 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 I must admit, I was a little concerned going into that room. But for the most part, when I do what God tells me to do, there is an anxiety about future stuff going wrong that leaves. In every area of life, when you know you're walking in his will, there's an anxiety about the future. It just leaves. And when you know you're not walking in his will, there's an inner sense in your mind and spirit that just says something going to happen and go wrong. So if you do this and get on track and stay on track, you'll never be sick. And I make that promise to you in, the, in God's name. You'll never be sick if you just do that. If you just do it. 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 It's what God has always promised his people. If you follow my word and my commandments, I'll bless you. I'll bless you beyond what you even dreamed you could be blessed with. Because not only will you feel better, you're going to start looking better. So, so you see, he may promise that you'll never be sick. But every time God gives you one benefit and you open it, some other stuff just, it's like latched on to it. He never sends just one blessing. Whenever God sends a blessing, it's three or four blessings just latched on to it. So if you follow that, not only will you not be sick, folk are going to start saying, Child, what are you doing? You're looking better. There's something about you that'll just glow. And it may even draw somebody to you that you've been looking for. See, stuff happens when you obey God that you didn't even expect. You expected one thing and he blesses you in three or four others. But he'll test you and to see will you utilize that which he has given. You are listening to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This was the sixth message in the Miracle Money series by Nathaniel Bronner Jr. This message was number 5427 and called the Law of Utilization. That's 5427. The last message is number 5428. To listen to the entire series, click series on airjesus.com or theonlineword.com. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.